to all our listeners overseas and here in Australia, welcome back to the Bombcast series. I'm Fergus Sweetland and you join me for episode number 92 of the podcast. We're inching ever closer to episode 100, which is going to be a major milestone for us. Last week, we launched our record label, Boomfcast Audio. So far, the reception's been great, and I'm really humbled with all the feedback. It seems that a lot of people are enjoying it, so thank you so much to everyone who's listened, and especially to those who picked up a, a copy of the of the record on Bandcamp. A very big, humble thank you. It, it means a lot, and really excited for what's going to happen in the future. So please stay tuned. We've got a lot more coming for you, and I really look forward to it. For this week's podcast, we feature Femia, a Belgian-based producer who lives in Antwerp. Music's always been a part of Femia's life. Her father owned a music store which exposed Femia to a range of musical instruments. From a young age, she picked up a few of these instruments, especially the piano. Classical music was pretty commonplace in her household, but as she grew up, she discovered different types of music. That led her to techno music. Femia made the choice to get her own decks and start learning to mix. She found that it was her way to escape from everyday life, almost like a meditation. Femi's musical taste was what drew us to her. She plays with a distinct groove that's just so danceable. I'm sure you'll come to discover that when the mix comes on, but we're first going to dive into an interview with Femia. How, how have you been? Like, do you, do you um, like work outside of music? Yeah, I uh, actually I am a, a social worker. Oh, cool. um, yeah, so where I visit people uh, at home normally, but now it's not allowed to uh, enter their houses. So we, um, yeah, we we try to to have our conversation at the doorstep, but it's not very uh, yeah, it's yeah, not the same. Complicated situations, and my role is to yeah improve their quality of life, but I can't uh, really get a good um, overview of the situation when I'm outside of the door. It's uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. So you can't like do it from a computer or anything. I mean, uh, uh, I'm sure that would even be worse. No, yeah, we we, we hear that uh, a lot of people have it. Yeah, they need it now the most, actually. That mm. it's not possible. Eh? We 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 cannot uh, put ourselves in danger also to uh, go inside and. Uh, yeah, but actually they need it now uh, the most. A lot of people don't have jobs, uh, mm. uh, are having hard times. I see very painful uh, circumstances. Um, but yeah, that music always will leave. I will help me uh, yeah, exactly. to leave this all behind. Yeah. Um, it's my way of relaxing and uh, mm. yeah. <laughs> How have you been affected in that sense? Like. Um, obviously gigs have stopped um have you have you been able to like express yourself with music um in other in other ways or have you been able to dj online or how are things in in belgium yeah mostly uh i make sets online uh i haven't really had a gig um since the uh but um yeah it's it's it it's uh it's with streams or yeah podcast sets like this before uh, for example uh i really like it but yeah it's not the same eh? you're 
you're missing a lot of uh, yeah. feedback from the audience. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> yeah, all too well. Yeah, I don't think. Um, yeah, I don't think a club is going to open up for a very long time. Unfortunately, <laughs> down here, which is a shame. I mean, we, we mm-hmm. just before this thing started, we put on um, like our first gig, and it was awesome. Like we sold out the club. Um, oh, cool. Really good yeah. for our confidence, but um, yeah, then yeah. this happened not too long. Oh, after. Sick. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Life is weird. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> different eh, in uh, to to post the set online and you miss all the feedback and I think that's something very important also for pro- producers to try out their new track in front of a crowd mm. and this mark this part is missing right now is mm. because nowadays they, they can still release their music at good labels but their music maybe will not reach as much people as normally mm. um, because it won't be played at parties as usual. Um, real life positive feedback is, uh, I think, the best you can receive as a, a DJ. Mm. What is better um, than yeah, seeing your crowds uh, going wild at a party? It's, mm. it's, it's nice to see, yeah? Mm. I think it's uh, completely different online. So, uh, yeah. yeah. There is none of that. There's none of that at all. Mm. Um, so, just to take it back to, like, your your origins. So, your father like, owned his own record store. Yeah. Uh, actually, he owns a music store. So, okay. it's acoustic instruments. Okay. So, no records were sold, but... Yeah, he also had a music school oh, cool. where um, lessons were given uh, to play instruments uh, and where also me and my four sisters learned to play the piano there. And uh, he also tried uh, a few other instruments, but never as intensive as the piano itself. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there wasn't a day without music uh, yeah. at our house. <laughs> well, that's a really nice place yeah. to grow up. What kind of yeah. music was it? Um, actually, it was more classical. We grew up with the most acoustic sound, so no electronic music was played. I, I only um, listened to electronic music when I was, I think, was 17, but we never learned this sort of music as at uh, our, our house. So, mm. uh, yeah, my first piece of ele- electronic gear was my DJ set uh, I bought a few yeah. years ago that I was I already uh, left my parental house so at our home we never uh, got triggered by that kind yeah. of uh, but I think electronic instruments do replicate a sound of yeah an acoustic sound by employing samples and mm. so the change the change to electronic music was never far away for me yeah exactly <laughs> it was a natural progression yeah. <laughs> what did your your parents think when when you told them that you were really getting into electronic music? Uh, yeah, my father really he uh, likes cl- classical music a lot. Yeah. So electronic <laughs> music is not really his thing, but yeah. yeah, he has a lot of respect for me to do it, and uh, yeah. Do any of your other sisters did they pursue music? Yes, uh, one of my. Um, sisters uh she's a singer Amazing. she uh, yeah a classical singer and uh she's going to study in uh, salzburg 
um, next year. It's a very uh, nice school. I forgot the name from the school, <laughs> but it's a very, uh, very uh, high level. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. she's very good in singing. Uh, if you want to check her out, it's Fleur Strebels. Uh, you might need to type uh, that out for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, when we were kids, we um, we used to have a big box with instruments in our children's playroom, filled mm. with instruments like tambourine, shakers, uh, woodblock, a djembe, and so on. So these are still sounds I I like in techno as yeah. well. So that's that's nice. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So you're bringing back your you're bringing through your past into your into the present through your your DJ yeah. sets. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Amazing. And are you yeah. from the Netherlands? No, I am uh, from Belgium, but my father is part Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his mother was from uh, the Netherlands. So I have Hollandish blood. I don't know how you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I live in Antwerp right now. So yeah, I uh, yeah. Cool. How is the, the, the techno scene in Antwerp prior to the pandemic? Oh, before the curfew, it's, it's, it was good. Uh, we have a few clubs uh, like Vag or uh, Ampere. Uh, but I like the most uh, Fuse and Compass, but it's not in Antwerp, but in uh, Ghent and Brussels. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and they now uh, or their clubs who are really putting effort in organizing uh, a summer bar as safe as possible right now. So, yeah, but it's not ideal because everybody needs to sit down. Uh, It's not allowed to dance. Uh, Yeah, I've been to Compass once since the lockdown and uh, since the COVID, uh, but it's not my thing. Uh, For me, it's too hard to sit. Yeah, it's, it's too hard to sit down and sit on my chair with such good music mm. uh, so it's dangerous yeah. <laughs> well you just want to move when you're in that environment yeah. I'm sure yeah of course yeah yeah I really miss that a lot <laughs> yeah yeah I, I get jealous of seeing some some recent videos of people playing um, some some shows in Europe yeah in Paris I see a lot of uh, things going uh, yeah I don't really understand. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I wanted to ask: like, <laughs> Are they doing this against um, the advice of like health professionals, or is the situation there okay for them to to be able to do these events? Yeah, I I really don't know actually. Um, I just saw Dave Clark posting a, a very long post about it, but I hadn't got the time to read it because our yeah. um, interview <laughs> started. So, but I was uh, I I planned to read it uh, after this, but uh, it's going about um, the question you you just asked mm. me. So <laughs> I'll have to check it out and explore it yeah. myself. Yeah. I think he's a bit mad. He <laughs> <laughs> sounded very uh, yeah. Well, he was quite. No, he was quite pissed so off with, uh, or annoyed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Indeed. Yeah. I'll check it out. So, so how was it that you found techno music originally? How did you make that transition from your classical stuff to electronic music? Mm-hmm. It was never my intention to become a DJ at first. I just loved the music. Um, I. Didn't bought the equipment 
to become a performing DJ, but I just want a hobby to clear my mind after a, a full day at work. And in the weekends, I often had a home party with close friends uh, and they were really enthusiastic. So I kept improving in DJing and I really liked it. Mm. So good, good friends of mine organized small parties uh, in local bars. And so I uh, started playing there and it slowly started to grow uh, into bigger events. And then, yeah, suddenly I was a performing DJ. So yeah. It changed uh, like that. Yeah. How quickly um, was it since you, like, um, from your most recent shows to when you started playing in in clubs? Um, I started playing three years ago, I think. And after a half a year, I played uh, at my first small event, and then yeah, it was like that. I think, yeah, uh, 2017. Mm. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, yeah. 2018, I started to play at events, yeah. yeah. Okay. What was the biggest crowd you'd played in front of? I don't know really <laughs> uh, how many people there. I think uh, 500, 700 That's when it's fully packed. That's a lot so, of yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Do you get nervous yeah. before playing to a crowd of that size or are you, are you used to, to DJing now? Yeah, it was the first time I had a real um, main time and for such a big crowd. So yeah, I was uh, nervous at first, but then after 10 minutes, yeah, then in, they see the crowd is going with you. Uh, then it, it falls, falls off my shoulders. Yeah. 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 I think it takes that first mix between your opening track and the second track. When you when you've done that right, yes. you know it's like okay, well, everything else after this yeah. is going to be easy. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, mm. <laughs> there's always a bit of tension mm. uh, before you start uh, your set that you want it to be uh, going well, and mm. yeah, the nerves are part of that, I think. Good nerves, though. I think it's good to sort of have a. Yeah. It's good to sort of feel that. If you were too relaxed, then like, yeah. not that it's bad to be too relaxed, but I think it's good to have a little bit of nerves just so you're aware of what you're about to do and you can sort of get your mind into that right zone. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The one, the one thing about mixing in clubs that I miss is like going into that flow state you know how they say you go into the zone yeah you sort of forget about time and the space around you and you just sort of everything just works everything's just very natural yeah that's what I miss the most I think yeah. it's, it's it's hard to sort of find yeah something that gives me that feeling outside of DJing yeah in indeed and yeah that is why a crowd is also so important it's not only the music, but a good crowd is, I think, also very important in in uh, in, um, in DJing. I think, yeah. When when things go back to normal, are you going to like pursue music as like your main career? Do you do you see it turning out that way for you? I don't know. I think <laughs> I would like that, of course, but I think. Um, then I first need to make my own tracks. Mm. As a DJ, I think it's it's not uh, possible to do, but 
yeah, I'm learning it right now, but oh, cool. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to release something that is not on point. Yeah. So I have. I have still a lot of work to do. <laughs> How are you finding the learning process? Yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. <laughs> I think I'm. Yeah, I want to uh, try out a lot, but still have to find my sounds and. Um, I'm not there already, and I think when I find it what I want to want to do, then and I understand every process, uh, it will go much easier and, and in the flow. And now it's yeah, a little bit hard and still learning and thinking uh, how how do I need to do this and that and I. It is. It's very overwhelming. Yes. Yes. Yeah. How long are you producing? Um, now? I've been making music for 10 years. Okay, yeah. But I, I started when I was, I think, 16, and I was making uh, yeah. music in English class. <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah. I don't think I got what I consider to be good until maybe last year, I think, is when I started producing my best music. So it took me nine years to to feel yeah. like really comfortable um that took a lot of self-learning but it took a um a couple of um, people coming in and giving me advice and sort of being a mentor in that sense um yeah. because it's it's hard and it's overwhelming when you're trying to self-learn on something like ableton live because it is so complicated um but when someone yeah. comes and sort of shows you like a couple of tricks or how to do things it's um it, it sort of makes a lot more sense and you can sort of progress um a lot quicker but i'm finding the the main thing is like keeping everything simple that's i heard that a lot yeah, yeah. but it's true it's absolutely yeah. true um yeah. when i would make music it, it might be that I put too many effects on like too many individual channels and then the sound gets all all muddy or, or cloudy and it just doesn't become clear or I have too many sounds or I, yeah. I don't know what to do with the track so I'll just keep adding layers or something like that. It, it yeah. took me a long time yeah, to figure yeah, yeah. out all these, um, mm -hmm. all these things but I, I'm finding now yeah with each track I made, it's just getting better and better and better and better, which is a, sort of a good feeling. Yes, we hear that. Yeah. <laughs> the last the last EP was a very nice. Thank so, you very much. Uh, I played a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's great to hear that the music's reaching to like people overseas yeah. and people are really enjoying it and playing yeah. it. That's awesome. Uh, thank you for the support. <laughs> very good. <laughs> How long have you been trying to learn music for or trying to make music for? Only a half a year now, so uh, I still a long way to go. Yeah. yeah. And also I'm, I'm playing three years as a DJ now. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think I started a bit late. What makes you think that? When you're young, you 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 learn fast. Mm. It's it's completely different behind the computers than uh, than uh, playing acoustic music. Yeah, yeah? it's uh, yeah, very different. different. Very different. <laughs> I understand uh, the keys and everything, but uh, yeah. Would you consider mm -hmm. a DJ mixer or um, a set of turntables and a DJ mixer to be an electronic instrument? Um, yeah, unless you use your mixer to implement 
other instruments maybe, such as a drum computer or instrument your own samples, but otherwise I would say no. Mm. Um, but on the other side, you could also say it is an instrument to mix music with, but uh, you don't create it mm. with. Uh, there is not coming sound out of it when you don't have the input from sounds. So I see it more as an extension to create some good blending between um, yeah, making the tracks become tools instead of tunes. Mm. Then, um, yeah, maybe that's exactly the reason why I was a little bit uh, intrigued by the fact that you asked me for making a set for Bombcast also, because in general, you mostly invite producers, uh, very good producers, <laughs> on, uh, on the podcast mm. series, and I was a little bit blown away, as I told you before. Mm. So, yeah, I really, really liked the uh, previous sessions. Uh, mm. So... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which ones have been your favorite? Um, my favorites, uh, the last one from Flaus and Xono, mm. I really liked. And uh, TWR, 270, mm. yeah, uh, 72, it's really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like records. But also many others, so uh, yeah. The guys at Platform 22 are doing some, oh, they're doing amazing stuff. Yes, yeah, I'm, uh, I really like the music. Mm. For me, the it sort of it symbolizes like the the new sound in techno. I think they're one of those young labels that will just get bigger in the future. Yeah, in the, indeed, yeah.
A big thanks to Femia for her time to record that interview and mix for us. Deeply humbled that we get to release such great music on this podcast. We'll be back shortly with episode number 93 of Boomfcast. But until then, stay safe and keep Boomfy. Cheers. Bye.